What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> That's so to horrible. You. It's really awful. Are you um, a morning person? Mm. No, well, you know, I know a lot of people now who have started to transition into what was unimaginable as young people, which are older people who wake up at 6 p.m. before 6 p.m. Oh, 6 a.m. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, that's me. Indeed, that's me just getting up just before 6 p.m. I know, but when you're in your 20s, you don't know people who wake up before 8 a.m., really, unless they have a job. But suddenly now I know a lot of people who are like, I just get up really early. My body gets up really early. And now, um, you know, I've never, it's not hard, it's not hard for me to get up, Um but my body doesn't want to wake up at 6 a.m. But, oh. you know, once I'm out of bed, I'm it's I don't need coffee to function. I don't need. Wow. I don't need time to be optimistic. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Are, are you? I mean, I know that you're more. <laughs> I know you have leisurely mornings, leisurely. Mornings. Well, not leisurely mornings. That's not necessary. It depends. So De- death mornings. Death mornings. Yes, I think we could definitely call them that. I do wake up with a sense of dread. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to immediately kind of, I, if if I can get out of bed, it depends. You know, if you have, if I have to work, then it's like, girl, you have to get up. Um, I did this thing yesterday that shocked me, which is. I got up and I was like, it was so beautiful. You know, we're in these this weird, um, wonderful climate change November. And um, mm-hmm. so I thought this is wonderful. And I like went for a, like a 10 minute jog. Just around the lawn? Um, no, no, I actually, I ran, I ran up wow. the road. I ran up, I ran up the road and hoped no one would kill me. And then um, I... Yeah, I ran for a bit, and then I came home and took a cold shower, and then immediately had to jump into class. And um, and it really set the day up well, which was nice. This morning, I feel... I mean, today it's completely dark. <laughs> it is, is completely dark upstate. It is... What do you mean? Oh, it's it's dark. It looks like... Mm, like Oh, the clouds are coming in? Yeah, we have a big... I guess supposedly some rain moment happening. So it's dark. Wow. Um, but I guess it'll get here eventually. It's not here yet. I am wearing, I do wear sunglasses upon awakening. Um, what? Yeah, I put sunglasses. I like, I have prescription sunglasses. And so those go on. And then. Wait, mm-hmm. when, when you like and roll my eyes over, open. Mm-hmm. you put on sunglasses to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I just can't. It's, I can't, I can't bear it. It's really, the mornings, I was never a morning person. I mean, it makes sense. When I was a child, mornings meant like, wake up, time to go be tortured. (laughs) 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 So, you know, the body keeps the score. And so my mind is like, um, oh God, you know, it's just, that was like the first I was really, you know, until I went to Interlochen. And then it was like, wake up, it's time for psychological literature. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, Interlochen for me at times is a very, very hard place to wake up. Because the winter. 
day after day waking up in those dark, dark winters at like 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Cause I, you know, I always had all the periods full of classes and we all did. I, Was there any student who didn't? Lot, you, I'm sure you had free periods, Jack, because uh-uh. you probably didn't. You didn't have any academics to take. But I like took everything I could because I was like, I must. I, I really want to use in. this. Yeah. Well, I never had a semester where I wasn't like didn't have first period. And you know, when I started to really suffer from SADS, <laughs> I got getting out of bed was really really painful. And then I would go. I had to like right. hobble hobble to the infirmary yes. and sit in front of one of those lamps. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've said that on this podcast, but I do know that you would sit in front of a UV lamp, in, like, which is incredible yeah. that they had that in the late 90s. I mean, better work. Well, let me tell you, all my teachers were like, you need help because I was asleep in every class, every single class. My voice teacher, I wasn't asleep in my voice lessons, but I guess it looked like I was about to keel over because she was the one who was like, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go and, like, eat your breakfast in front of these lamps. And I, I like, maybe oh, should God. get one of those. It would help you a lot. Um, where I'd, like, immediately wake up, put on sunglasses, and then sit in bed with the sun lamp on me. But doesn't it have or, to, like, go through your eyes? No, you sit near it. It's like, um, you don't look into it. <laughs> oh, okay. Isn't that how the yeah. sun works, though? Like, we're supposed to get vitamin D by looking at the sun. Uh, yeah, you look right into it, and then dear, you absorb maximal absorption dear, is looking if, into the if sun. you're a Republican listener, please take this medical advice. Um, <laughs> stare right at the sun. Look right into it, because uh, it'll help you oh get god. your vitamin D. Oh, girl. Oh, my god. My god. Do you know what I mean? Uh, with regard to the last week? Yeah, I mean... What is today? Wednesday? Yeah. So one week ago, I woke up at Stuart Singer's house and I mm-hmm. felt numb. I know we talked about it. We we, we did. did we did yeah. Well, we had a very brief podcast <laughs> last week because you had to work at the same time that we had scheduled it. So it was that decided. is not why we all know that's not why, and that's made clear if you listen to the podcast. Okay. Well, I, I'll tell you my reason. Which well, is your that, reason is because you didn't want to talk to me while I was multitasking. Yeah, because you couldn't pay attention. That's untrue. I absolutely paid attention to you. Mm, it was a pretty, like, you no, know, it was sort of just like, which way is this going to go? It was sort of... You was, decided from the moment I said that I needed to, to record from work that it was over. Mm, and that's, that's fine. Your, that, like, that's your projection. That's not true. I decided... Jack, it is not a projection. You can literally just listen to the podcast I and just, hear it in real time. I decided... And I know you don't listen to our podcast, but I do. <laughs> I decided when I was like, this isn't like quite conversational and there's so much noise. So let's just like keep it brief. No, I don't think you were wrong. I think at the end of the day, like it's a fine podcast. And I, you know, I always have concerns about making sure our listeners have something. I know. And they did. They had something and we got some good reviews that they got something. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, that was that was what it was. It was not flowing. There was no flow. And I I, I just couldn't make the flow happen myself. So no, you, as a, so you it, decided <laughs> that no flow was possible. You made uh-huh, a decision immediately. Uh-huh. You didn't mm-hmm. just sit and wait for a flow to happen. You said, this won't happen. I uh-huh. give up. No, no. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> No. 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 
Well, anyhow, any, just so, at any rate. so I remember, and what's great, I mean, and I'm glad we have these podcasts. So you can remember what it is we talked about, but I remember uh-huh. you telling me waking up at Stewart's or whatever. And it's a new week now. All this stuff has happened. We went through the weekend. We did a live, you know, for for whoever was going to come to that. We 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 got to watch Kamala and and Biden go on that stage oh. and. Uh, and think that they were going to be shot by that, like, confetti cannon. (laughs) And, um, you know, I absolutely cried during uh, Vice President Harris's speech, and I did shed a tear when Biden said transgender, and it was, like, great. But the the feeling of, uh, you know, that the Trump administration isn't going to attempt a coup didn't leave, has, has never left me. And yeah. because even in the beginning when I was like, I wonder how he'll leave, um, you know, and that was part of in the beginning in 2016, reading Masha Gessen's How to Survive an Autocracy. Uh, but here's the question. Mm-hmm. At this point, mm-hmm. wouldn't have been it wouldn't wouldn't it wouldn't it have been a disappointment if he had just conceded dramatically like to the horrible play we're in? Yeah, like at this point, at at, the, at this point in the play, uh, uh, this awful like like we need to wa- watch Titus him Andronicus. Get, we we need to watch him be dragged out of the White House. Like that feels correct. It feels right, and it feels good. I did read someone who said I am more than happy to watch him lose twice. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and she's... That is amazing. And uh, it's so true. She's, she's pretty, like, uh, she's a very politically active uh, screenwriter. <laughs> I know. And, um, uh, I'm just laughing because they're just, like, hot takes abound. You know, it's just, it's, uh, it's really true. So wouldn't it be a disappointment if he just conceded? Here's the thing. I isn't that a podcast? Yeah, yeah, with uh, Alec Baldwin. Um, <clears throat> here's uh, the thing. Yeah, here's yeah, yeah. the thing. Um, I should tell some Alec stories today. Oh, whatever. Anyhow, I feel like these uh, racist nightmare seventy million voters okay. well. um, could be instructed. <laughs> some in and that it would be amazing if we could have like any kind of healing and then I have to remember that perpetrators don't want healing right. they want chaos and you know per- what you you're you're raising a good point that I should have thought of well no I mean look like if I if I remove my like humanity <laughs> Um, or it's not that if I, it's, it's, I, if I, if I can like queer it, sure. You know, if I like get into like a kind of into like my version, it's not, it's different than yours. It's like my version of sort of like, I don't know, some sort of queer nihilism of watching the news. I'd be like, uh, yeah, but I, I think I, you know, but a wish is a dream. Your heart breaks. And, a um, wish is a dream your heart breaks. Yeah. That can't be right. Uh, so I think that's how the song goes. And <laughs> um, I, I just don't think, 
you know, I just don't, I just, that the decency's dead. So it's like this, we had this real, you know, regardless of whatever his, if Donald Trump has actual political views or not, we do know that he is like uh, a king of rape culture. And mm-hmm. I think that that um, level of a perpetrator seeking to create more chaos is it, it like flows through him and his hideous awful children and I like know. his awful like entourage and Mitch McConnell was, is literally Satan. It like, was an impossibility that that there was that there would be a scenario where Donald Trump would be decent and encourage his supporters totally. to to uh, follow Joe Biden with respect. That was never going to happen. Never, never. So at this point, because we didn't have that as an option, it's kind of satisfying to watch him hiding, groveling, complaining, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it will be... I I think it will be that he will, you know, he'll need to, like, make his own news network once... Fox decides that, like, they kind of all have to get on board. I don't think he has the resources. Which, but that's something I thought about today. Um, I do. I absolutely think, like, Breitbart exists. Like, I, I absolutely feel like Donald Trump can, can, can absolutely go and be, like, the rat king of, you know, evil and, uh, and 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 continue to work to polarize mm-hmm. America for his own sick narcissistic ego. Well, and for anybody who needs any kind of history lesson, um, a lecture of some kind, I I would in, I would refer you to T. S. Madison's um, video called 70 Million Crazy Bishes." But congrats, hashtag Biden, hashtag Harris, hashtag mm-hmm. President Elect. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it's, um, it is an excellent, um, it's a history lesson is really what it is. And it's good. Well. And it's cathartic. And she also saved our lives in 2016. I mean, yeah, don't forget that, you know, I mean, she really helped get heads above water in 2016 when she asked, how y'all feeling? Um, and, uh, <laughs> and really broke down that decision and what her plan was. Um, I can't, I can't find that video. It's gone. It can't be gone. It's not sad. It's one of the most important videos historically of our time. And it's just it not It can't available. be gone. It's gotta be on her YouTube. It's gotta I be. Look, I, it's not cause there, TS's YouTube doesn't go back that far anymore. Oh, that's weird. Um, I don't know. I know someone is working on a show with her, so I'll ask and see if okay. see if that's a, a possibility. Um, uh, that hi, was some, really incredible. Some, some stranger gays up north would like that video from 2016. Can it's you find it in, so in a hard good. drive somewhere? Oh my! Well, no, it exists. I I don't think YouTube deletes anything. Maybe it's just. Well, TS might have deleted anything prior to whatever year, because to to open up space for I don't know. I mean, TS makes a new video every day, so it's hard. Uh, but yes, that is a recommendation if if you want to get a history lesson news thing. I mean, it's it's true. I it's this is not our also not our first celebrity president, not our first pandemic. Like, it's uh you know 
me rake and rot in hell forever with his odious wife and everyone who worked for them. And um, it's... uh, It is a real... uh, You know, history repeats itself. And I, I think the thing that is... That we are meeting at, though, is this place of... Um, a real fatigue of uh, whatever this damn neo-lib movement of let's reach across the aisle and like help our psychotic family and um, I don't know about that where do you come out on that? well I think it's on a case by case basis yes yes. that's a better answer isn't it? yeah we do know I think optically we see these groups of people in red hats with Confederate flags and mm. they, with they guns. don't have, they have guns. They don't have real answers to any questions because yeah. reason doesn't matter to them. They, they take Donald Trump at his word for no apparent reason. Um, and even go further. Like, you know, I mean, I think the kind of instant backlash that happened on social media that we saw of like, you know, this woman being like, we start today, let's, I want to start with some faggot's house and burn them and their kids wow. to the ground. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. I, I did. And so I think it's sort of like, you know, these these little, like, Facebook hate groups. And I mean, that whole, like, the whole, like, resistance comes, or at least in those opening days, came from literally one Facebook group that is connected wow. through America of like, you know, we won't accept this. Now, granted, we we were all like signing petitions, being like Hillary won the popular vote, you know, like yeah. we were all like, no, no, no. And we're pretty much no, no, no until inauguration. I think. Oh, absolutely. I had, I had actually like 40% hope for that whole period between November and January that somehow like, oh, this mm. isn't going to work. It's, a, it's a, I mean... Yeah, yeah, I didn't have that, but I I didn't have it before the election. But I... Mm-hmm. This, you know, is also... It's it's just that we weren't like, let's go, fi- <laughs> let's go find conservatives' homes and burn them and their children to the ground. Like, I don't remember seeing that in, any, in like, Pantsuits mm-hmm. Nation. <laughs> like, <laughs> those those groups so there's also this thing in that it has it's appealed to a mindset uh that is certainly more that is just demonstratively more violent and yes um that is a a difference that is a different and you know last time we had a candidate who did concede and who did yes um who was inside of civil norms and now conceded right away yeah and we don't have that right now so it's very interesting to see what will happen and you know as i said last night my one of my classmates was very dubious and it really scared me oh oh, because your classmate believes that a coup is possible yes Yes. Well, for the coup, I mean, there's also would need to be like substantial militarized help. And they don't have that. I don't think that part 
is feasible. I do think I mean, Donald, that, Donald Trump does have an army of, like, people in pickup trucks with assault rifles, but... Right, right. But also, you know, it, it would really mean that the military would need to be like, mm, okay, you know, af- and this is after, like, a president, like, called, the, you know, our troops losers. So Yeah, they, they won't get on board. So it's a real... Um, I, 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 I think this is going to be more at a local level <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, I do not, I mean, look, we live in a country where like adults go into schools and shoot children. So I, I you know, I don't, how, how can I like not put past them something Right. I think to say adults adults is is too broad. I think it leaves too much too much space in the imagination. I think it's better when we're talking about school shootings just to say, you know, young white men. Yes, sure. 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 Yeah. But I will say they're over eighteen and They um, are, yes. Uh somehow we're not assisted in any way of uh of that adulthood and that process is about responsibility and you know and also then and I've talked about this on this podcast before there is research that is just about different brains of of violent characters mm-hmm. and where there are also just genetic issues and this idea that like well <laughs> if we just have enough time with someone, we can help them. It's like, I'm, I'm so sorry, but like, it's do read some, read some research on that. And like what's been found in, you know, it's like, I don't know. I grew up in Wisconsin. I grew up in during like the Jeffrey Dahmer era. It's like, what, (laughs) you know, or, or, you know, let's expand it into a macro way. Hitler. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we got that queen in a room long enough, we could really get her to be, like, to care about human lives. So I think that's a hard concept for caring people to to hold onto because mm-hmm. I think empathetic, compassionate people, um, part of that is about relatability and a, and a desire to find to find our commonalities and relate and hold hands. And I'm like, well, some people aren't relatable, girl. Mm. Some people don't have that thing. Uh, the kindness? Yeah, they're yeah. missing a, they're mm. missing something fundamental. It wasn't it wasn't grown in them from their childhood cuz something they weren't loved. I mean, I don't think Donald Trump was loved. You know, I don't think he was I don't think he experienced what that means. Well, I mean, his father was part of the KKK. So, I mean, it's like he also came from, like, evilness. It's yeah. it's where his children, you know, I mean, this is uh, Donald Trump Jr. If will absolutely be running for president, honey. Gorgeous. You know, it's like, it's a real... Um, it's it is this thing of you know the the cycle of violence and um 
what happens to people if they if they don't have any way to reflect or or even if they were afforded that would be incapable to do so and i do stand by that some people absolutely and i think many people if they can be honest and get the right help can can transform um and then i think that there are people who are just genetically like it's just a different thing up there and that they are augured towards really being violent. Mm. Um, I mean, and I wish I could can... tell you that scientist, a scientist did this research <clears throat> about it of, of doing brain studies of serial killers and his, mm. what, what he was trying to get was instead of the death penalty, he was asking that like, they be able to receive medical treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it sounded like a very <laughs> erudite, like neo-lib lobotomy, quite frankly. But something, you know, and I, in terms of uh, there, there was some some sort of there was the, there were these changes in the brain. And I if, mean, do you believe in the death penalty, Jack? <sighs> That's such a big question. Wow, I would could say in a, in a split second that it's um, it's an asinine practice. I mean, death penalty—it's absurd. I mean, even if someone kills a million people, it's like, well, obviously they'll get they'll get killed by whatever <laughs> you know. But but if somebody well, maybe is they mur- wouldn't. I mean, that's the thing. It's okay. Like- well, okay. In an in an example where they didn't, that we don't kill them. We keep them, and we we. I don't know. It depends on the situation, obviously, but like there needs to be. And we study them for like. uh, We study them and we, in an effort towards rehabilitation and we learn from their brain, you know, like how do we. And yes, if that was implemented, if that, if that was true, if, if we had that, yes, I'd love that. And that was what the scientist was arguing for, by the way. And I wish I could remember what his name was and I can't, and I'm sorry. He also wrote a book about, he fell out of a window and he remembered yeah. the entire, he remembered every second on the way down. And then he went into neuroscience of like, well, what was that? Right. And then he got a TV, Bill Nye. He Can got famous. Imagine? Can you imagine? He it's got Bill famous. Nye. So look, do I, so in that way, he, he, like, yeah, do I wish we didn't live in a death penalty society? I think that's sort of more the question for me. It's for me. Um, <laughs> for me, for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like the, I think that was the thing that was so growing up close, you know, like two hours north of Jeffrey Dahmer. I've shared this on this podcast before. Like, I was in middle school when it came on the announcement that he had been killed and like literally it went over the PA speaker. Wow. They were like, so weird. Jeffrey Dahmer has been murdered in prison by a oh fellow inmate. I'm not kidding. And like, you could just hear people like y- being like, yay through the classrooms. It's like when Joe and Kamala won the election, you could hear the people cheering. Yeah. And so I like, that was just so, I, I, and I remember being like, what like it's just 
it is this thing of like, when does it stop? And like, how, like, how do you get violence to stop? And what does that look like? And, um, so I would like to backtrack by saying, yes, I, or not backtrack, but like build a ground for what it would be like to not have the death penalty, which is, I wish that we lived in a country that had healthcare. I wish we lived in a country that provided mental health services. I wish we right. lived in a country that had um, a better living minimum wage. I lived that. I wish that we lived in a country that wasn't like kings and queens and then serfs with like other people in between trying to race to the kingdom. Like all of that, all of that continual. I wish we lived in a, not a, a country that hadn't been built on utter racism and terrorism. I, like, well, look. I I mean, I think that compared to what we what this country was a few decades ago it mm-hmm. looks really promising yes there's a lot of tension yeah. and difficulty now but if you look at the face of our congress mm-hmm. etc it's incredible the difference well and even that in this time even in our lifetimes think of what we even had on where most of america learns to live which is the tv since a lot of america doesn't have parents and I feel like that is also changing and, um, and must. And, uh, and that's all the way through. I mean, this is so crazy to me that, like, it, that it is of any surprise. Um, but, like, I, Vas- the, Vaseline did an ad that is a pregnant black woman talking about how that she knows that when her baby is born that her child will be marked because of their skin color and she will do everything in her power to take care of that child right and and it it is a blm pregnant protester who is the face of this vaseline ad and i was like this this must continue to go into the culture and yeah, I mean, it's inevitable. <clears throat> right. But it's like, think back to our, even in our, in our lifetimes, when I, I believe there was like a young black girl in a Cheerios ad and people were furious, you know, like these, whoever the, always gonna be someone the parents of these 70 million yeah. are. Yes. But how do we shrink that? And I think your question is how do we that was so that's my opening question of like do you believe that we extend our hand across the aisle and ask you know and your response is that it's case by case case by case and my response is i am looking towards the people who have money and larger corporations to really like Mm. step it up yeah and then for those of and then for the rest you know those of us on the (laughs) ground um, who are, uh, my God, who are certainly not in any sort of six-figure salary and are, like, trying to figure out our health care. And, oh, the affordable health care, um, you know, everyone sign up, sign up. That deadline is uh, approaching, if not, um, this is for our New York friends. Um, no, maybe it's actually through all of America. Sign up. Sign up, sign up. The deadline is coming and it'll go. Yeah. And for those of you who don't have, I know many of our listeners don't have health insurance and um, it's not, I mean, yes, there's always hurdles, little aggravations involved in, in signing up to be inside of a system, but it's actually very, very good. If you make very little money, you can have 
literally free healthcare. Medicaid okay. was the best healthcare I ever had. And people, exactly, people who believe that Medicaid is not good health insurance, you're incorrect. You. It's excellent, comprehensive health insurance. It was the best health care I ever had. Yes. So even if you do make a little money, I mean, I pay on an average 200 between $200 and $300 a month for my health insurance through the, through the affordable What's it called? Affordable Care. What's it called? Well, it's Obamacare, and now it, but Obamacare. It, got, it got switched to the Affordable Health Care Act. But it is, but it's yes. still called Obamacare, <laughs> and you can go to Obamacare Enrollment 2020. Um, but I mean, also, you just can go to healthcare.gov. And yeah. and what is confusing is that there are options, and there's it, words that you may be unfamiliar with. But at the end of the day, really think about it. Like, are you are you worried something catastrophic will happen? Do you have medications that you take regularly? Right. I, I can't believe I'm doing an ad for healthcare. Um, <laughs> but you can, but can't you? I I mean, I can. It's but important. You have to look at your look at deductibles and look at maximum out of pocket yeah. okay yeah so those are the two really important numbers to look at now really cheap health insurances will have low oh will have higher deductibles Correct. higher maximum out of pocket because you're paying less on a monthly right. basis now if you're totally confident that you will never get sick that you will never break a leg that you know never have to go to the emergency room I mean, go or if for you're, it. Or if you're feeling it like that, that's pretty, feels pretty low <clears throat> to you, you know? Um, and then, but, and then look to see what your maximum out of pocket will be, because let's say yeah. that your maximum out of pocket ends up being 20 grand and you're like, all right, well, I could take out a loan for that if something like that happened. And I'd prefer to pay like $15 a month for yeah. a kind of more catastrophic deal. Um, the open enrollment closes December 15th. Ladies and look, at another. the end of the day, so. I, a person who had like total confidence in my health, I had the cheapest of all the Affordable Care Act insurances, yeah. which, you know, at the end of the day wasn't great, but it could have been so much. Yeah. I mean, I would have owed a million dollars in health bills had I not had that insurance. Yes. And I, I ended up paying, I don't know, like certainly less than... Well, I don't know. Less than $50,000. I am going to throw this out there, though it doesn't mean I don't want you to sign up for health insurance, everyone out there, which is that, you know, should you be in a position like that, though, Reed, however, you would have filed for emergency Medicaid. And it, emergency Medicaid is something that can happen if something like that happens to you and you are low income to right. help you, to assist you to not ruin your life when you are going to keep living. Um, so, uh, emergency Medicaid is something at least that exists in New York state, um, that I know about, but I do open enrollment ends December 15th and we want you to do it. Absolutely. Okay. Um, So here's a, here's a question. Okay. I love it. Where were you when you found out the news? I I thought we did this. Oh, I guess we did this on our live. Um, yeah, I, I remember talking about this on our live. Uh, I lo- <laughs> our br- our memories are so diff. But who's gonna watch that live? It's so long and, and tedious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, so we where, need to archive this yeah. on the on the pod. Where was I? So it was. So I was like, it's gonna be okay, uh, and that was a couple weeks ago when I was like, I, it'll be Biden Harris, and then we'll go into this weird kind of like you know, um, some 
weird version of Civil War. And uh, then was like, "Uh uh-huh, these votes are correct. I wish it was more. But um, I do understand how divided this country is. And then, and my sister was really, was not, it's really painful for her and she she's such a good person and so I was I wrote her on Thursday and I was like it's 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 gonna happen it's all set it's done and then I wrote her on Friday I was like it's absolutely gonna be okay and then Saturday I remember texting her what a relief I woke up at um Saturday I, Jeremy was up at like four <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And I was trying to sleep. And then I was really fugy and uh, kind of coming out of it at like 10. And then, and then I don't remember how it happened. That's, and that's the truth. Like I lit- as someone who has a mind like a steel trap that goes to show you, I think it happened at noon. And I was like, well... Yeah. I mean, did you did you see it on the MSNBC ticker tape? Um, I think they were just like, you know, the news hadn't been off for a week in our house. Like, it began last Monday, and it just stayed on. And so it was just on in such a continual flow that I think they were like, we can now announce that the projected, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I kept hearing the projected winner for days. So it was such a slide, you know, in and... and um, that like handsome Karnacki glasses guy was always like circling maps and being like, it really looks like, you know, I was, you know, he was going slow with me. He was going, circling he was maps. going slow with me. He was, he was being gentle and in his way with me and so kind. And I think we all needed gentleness <laughs> and, um, uh, so that, so how it like flowed in was really like that. And I, I just remember it was like noon and it was like, it's done. And then Jeremy began raking like all of these leaves into the driveway. And then we just started setting them on fire. And um, that's the next thing I remember. And then I remember almost passing out and Jeremy saying, you need water. And then I like took a really cold shower for like a really long time and then I don't remember too much else <laughs> of Saturday. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. What about what about you? Um, you woke up in a, in a like a in a strange dream in Stewart's house. Well, um, that was Wednesday, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Oh, right. You sent me a video of like people like banging the pots and pans. Right. And- so on Saturday, I was I woke up and I you know dealing with normal things. I had a rain. Oh, I had a phone call with Harriet and Chris Wielden. And then I had a, um, a phone call with a classmate cause I needed to do, I was interviewing her for a school project. And then in the middle of this interview, which I was recording, there was, Oh, people are hooting and hollering. So I think Biden must've just got the win. Yeah, you Shindy, we're here together for this. People, I'm gonna check the news because people are flipping out outside. Oh my God, my heart is beating fast. Me too. I'm checking the New York Times right now. I can't believe that we're together for this. Let me see. Do you see it? I'm crying. Wait, do you see it update? What is this, where, what does it say? Oh my God. I was like, why are people, I'm going to cry too. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. So you know what? We got to change the plan. 
really loud hooting, screaming, and I was like, excuse me, I'm recording. You know what I mean? Mm. <clears throat> and, and then you were I like, oh, it's a beautiful day in New York. But then I was like, what's happening? And then I it clicked, and I, I said to my classmate, I think it happened. I think they've called the election. And then yeah. she looked on the news or whatever, and then she started screaming and crying, and then we wrapped up the interview, and then I... Um, and I rarely feel compelled to go outside, but I sometimes if it's snowing, I'll want to kind of run outside just to like, oh, look at the snow. But, wow. you know, I, I don't, I don't. But then on this occasion, I really very quickly put on shoes, put on mask, put on jacket and went outside just to be in the energy of the, you know, the, the joy the honking, the clanking. The honking. The, the honking. Amazing. It was great. Um, yeah. And then I went to Brooklyn. I had already planned to have lunch with uh, my friends Mac and Ryan. So I went to Brooklyn and we had outside lunch at a vegan cafe. And it was great. It was so nice to be with people. And then <clears throat> we dropped Ryan off at work and walked near Fort Greene Park and I got really scared because there were so many people. So I, I I turned off to the left and I got on the C train and went home. What does Ryan do? Ryan's a dancer with Petronio, but he works at Romans to make, you know, real cash money. What's that? It's a delicious Italian restaurant in Fort Greene where also Beth's husband, Ryan, works as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, the Ryans work together. I love that. Um... Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Beth. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Mac. <laughs> Hi, Mac. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, I... Yeah. It was so... Uh, that sounds really lovely. I mean, I think... I, I don't know. It could have been just also, like, body memory from 2016 when I did blackout. Um, yeah. It's hard to say. Um, I, I did, um, on the train ride back from Brooklyn... I had like an energetic shift in my body yes. <clears throat> where I was like, what is this feeling? And I was like, this is a feeling that I do remember from long ago. Um, and it was, it was so nice. I felt um, centered and um, content. Jeremy and I did take a walk. I remember we did take a walk and um, we did take a walk in a graveyard and that felt helpful. Um, I absolutely had a feeling of a weight lift. And then something that I just think is, you know, it's it's something I'm I'm something I'm working on. I have a difficult time experiencing joy. Um in like a way in like a sustainable kind of open way because if I was happy or joyful or or feeling free when I was a child, something bad would happen. Right. Because I would be exposed. I would, you know, be like playing and then, you know, someone would be like, I'm going to kill you, faggot. And uh, so I, that, my kind of hypervigilance, unfortunately, really snapped. It, it, it built its structure back together yet. So I have, it was back together, not yet, back together again. And, um, but I have had some real moments that have absolutely been totally different <laughs> than any moments of the last four years. Um, How so? And also, excuse me for one moment, I'm going to fill my water cup. Oh, do it. Do it. 
I, did I bring water in here? Oh, I did. I brought water in here. I brought... And lately, I've been doing this thing where... In, so with my tea, with my coffee, this will be so gross to you. Because I know you love coffee with half and half in it. I did put half and half in my coffee today. I bet, girl. I have... Lately, I've been doing black coffee poured over a dandelion and burdock tea bag. Wow, wow, wow. So wow, that... Wow. Just full bitter, bitter booze. <laughs> yes. absolutely absolutely that is my that is wow that sounds painful going down it's delicious i love it so much i think you love that feeling of like paint stripper going down the esophagus you know just like Mm. really something that strips it of whatever evils may be lurking in there I also do do like three drops of pure oregano oil into my mouth, pure, and then I like swish it around with my own saliva and swallow it with some water. Like that my morning was, ritual what a horrible of like sentence, horrible. Swish <laughs> it around in my own saliva. Ugh. <laughs> really grotesque. Uh, so, so what? When an explanation of what these shifts are? These shifts are. Um, energetic, where, like, I actually will get pockets of, of actually not feeling tired. I think I, I think I and many people have just felt tired for, like, look, if you're a trauma survivor, you already feel tired. And then these last four years, you're just like, (laughs) I'm exhausted. It's been, like, one long uh, you know, the beginning of the second act in Melancholia, with, like, needing to fight back and rally and do the things that we did of like, what am I going to donate to? What am I going to show up to? What, how am I going to like, and especially, and I think this is a thing of like work local, like what are we going to do now for those of us who aren't in Georgia to assist? And, um, uh, cause my God, that would be fucking incredible. Anyhow. So, Energetically, it's just been these times of feeling, um, uh, I don't like a sense of, yeah, relief or release or being in the present moment, like Mm -hmm. really having these moments of literally just being where my feet are. Right. That, that's, that's big deal for me. And I did have a, a lot more of those, um, before because of just the work that I was doing before BT. 2016. Yeah, BT. Yeah. yeah, where I really had some real, like, this is where my feet are, da-da-da-da-da. I mean, I feel like... And then it was... And look, if it's, it's a thing of, like, having, you know... I think this, also, this process can feel more mysterious to people who haven't been in abusive relationships because it's like, if you've been in an abusive relationship and you were in more than one, like, this which is, for me anyway was the case, it's like this presidency had that kind of, and not kind of, had that feeling for this country of, like, people addicted to, like, drama and chaos and pain and not knowing what's going to happen. And yeah. it is this real thing of, like, you know, for people to not want fascism, they have to want to not be in an abusive relationship. Are um are the Real Housewives and Ninety Day Fiance and the Bachelorette to blame? 
There's so much to blame. Those so are just much. symptoms. The, those, like Trump, are symptoms of what I, I would say, you know, is misogyny and, um, uh, and, and then, you know, racism and... God, uh, remember... And, and when love, we talk about remember, misogyny, we go into homophobia. Remember Love is Blind? I couldn't watch that show. So crazy. I so couldn't crazy. watch that show, though I did watch the first... So in the new Bachelorette, I didn't really watch it because I was like, I, I found it untenable. And I guess she like fell in love right away and like went away. And then a new Bachelorette came on who's so beautiful. Wait, I have a question. Uh-huh. When the old Bachelorette left because she fell uh-huh. in love, did the same men stay? The like yes. The contestants. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's just the same group of guys who were like, I guess this isn't the woman anymore. So now it's- Well, they'd all done quarantine. And I only saw one moment of uh, The Bachelorette before she left, which is she got this shut down. This guy was like, I'm really shut down guy to like go down to the ocean. And they wrote on these slates um, things that people had said, bad things people had said about them and oh bad God. feelings they had about themselves. And then she's like, and now let's break them against these rocks. And they like threw them against these rocks, you know, and doesn't it just embarrass you like too much to watch that they're being filmed doing this ridiculous stuff? I, well, I was only able to watch that part. Like I just, I was like, okay, because you know, I, if, if I'm going to, if I make work, that's about the kind of like cultural critique of the American white neurotic. It's like, you know, I, I have to, unfortunately, ingest yeah. some of you that have poison. To, you have to read your history books. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, and then I was like, oh, God. And what's amazing is she didn't pick him. The slate and guy? So, the slate guy. So was, he's he, pretty, was he handsome? He, well, he's, you know, like, in a very, like, normative way. Okay. Like... Like, if I was to be, like, think really, I don't know, just sort of, like, handsome, white, Should I just shut describe, down. Wait, like, he had brown hair? Are you ready for this? And any question you ask me, you don't my know response the, you is going to be maybe. Wow, you don't like, remember. Maybe. Did he have a beard? <sighs> maybe. Wow. It's just such a blur. I remember her because I remember thinking... I found her, I remember being like, she's chaotic and kind of abusive. Um, and uh, I was like, and that's, that's all right. Do you think that she it. found a good match for herself? Um, the guy she married looks also kind of chaotic and abusive. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, and I'm not meaning like physically abusive. I just mean like emotionally I found, I mean, the show's manipulative and like weird and, you know, it's. I think the original Bachelor, you know, that a producer from that made an incredible show that was called like On Reality or Oh yeah, Unreal. Unreal, you know, about <laughs> I like, like Unreality. About how well but we we live in a surreality that is our reality. So it's um I uh, give it up. I do have to just take a real moment here and just say give it up for Kellyanne Conway. Alternative facts still leading the day. I mean, work. What is I mean, she up to? I, what is she up to these days? She's, you know, she's uh, she's doing mama time, as she said. What? It's time. 
It was, it's, it was time for mama time. Her kids needed mama time. They hate her, right? Yeah. It's hard to say, you know. I mean, because my kind of, my Aquarian conspiracy theory is that like, this is a whole family oh. that... Sorry. Oh, wow. Once again, put a mask on, girl. We've done this before on this podcast. <laughs> Once again, like, don't go out in that hallway without a mask. I won't. I won't. We actually, um, we, have a, we have a speedy delivery actually right now. What is it? Uh, it's, um, I have to, <laughs> I have to give David, <laughs> David's here, everybody. David um, Halberg. David Halberg's here with mask. He's giving me a beautiful <laughs> new hand mixer from Von Chef. Hi, David. Uh, Jack says, hi, David. Oh, my goodness. That is beautiful. Hi, Jack. Hi, David. You're about to leave. David, is you're about to leave, says Jack. Is this I okay? Leave. I leave in a couple hours. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. David, I really wish I could give you a hug, but I'll fly to Melbourne and give you one there. He says he wishes you could give him a hug, but he'll fly to Melbourne. Now you're you're in his ear, Jack. You may talk to him now. Hi, David. Hi, love. Hi. Oh, my God. Oh my I have God. so many feelings. I can only imagine how many feelings you're having. I'm just going through it all. It's like a tidal wave. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I, like, kind of don't want you to cry on the plane because I'm worried about, you know, you're just your mask staying dry. <laughs> so try to really get it out. Don't cry in the cab or the airport or the plane. And then when you get to the hotel, let's FaceTime and cry and cry and then watch something. Perfect. Sounds like a plan. Okay. David, do you yeah. take a medication okay. when you get on the plane? I take some melatonin when I want to oh, sleep. That's nice. Oh, honey, but like I, if you I, if you can get a quick Xanax pickup somewhere and just don't. knock yourself have, out. I don't have that. But I do have a window seat and I'm going to watch Great. because I'm a drama queen. I'm going to watch New York City oh f- from from a distance and I'm going to fly yes. into the sunset oh. to the land down under. Oh, my God. I love How's Melbourne so much. Go, I can't Jack? wait to get there. The Land Down Under what? song. I come from a land down under. Oh, thank you, David. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Work, David. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that song. Is that a Kylie Minogue song? No, no. It's like a, <laughs> it's from the 80s, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, everything's well, a Kylie Minogue song. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Oh All my right. God. David well, work. I will. I will also, I hope you get your journal out and have gloves and Purell and, and write your thoughts. And I'm going to, while you, when I see people putting their masks down liberally, I'm going to say, put your mask back on. Oh, oh you, honey, you have, on. you have to be like beep, 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 beep to the, to the flight attendant yeah. and be like, excuse, excuse me. me. 7A excuse, has had the ex- mask down excuse for a while. me. Absolutely. <laughs> Honey, I want you to get a Kevin. Make sure you have a compact so you can like pull your compact phone, like compact up, and like look behind you. Jack, in the you mirror. Should, Jack, you should have seen David yesterday taking care of business. It was really hot. He was. I rented a U-Haul. He was literally rent, packing stuff into a U-Haul, going upstairs, having the movers pack it up, running to a storage unit, closing it out, wow. driving a U-Haul around New York City. It was incredible. It was all- well, and also with like a full leg up. I did see you put your your foot up I, up. Yeah, on Jack, the I I mean, honey, honey, we know about it. We know about it. It's only going to get whole... lower. So keep, you know, <laughs> document it. <laughs> it's only getting lower. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. David, I love you so I much. You. Travel oh. really safe and we'll FaceTime from your hotel. Perfect. Okay. okay. Big okay. kiss. Big kiss. Anyway, so that was a speedy delivery of some gorgeous um, kitchenwares. Wow. Wow. I'm always happy to receive beautiful black garments and our anonymous listener again i can't thank you enough for that stunning blouse i have no idea who you are it's so sexy and mysterious and um uh rory loves it have you yet had an opportunity are you wearing it around the property i i you know i i went out and i I twirled in front of rory and rory gave like a really nice giggle (laughs) and uh my puppy named rory i need a pet so bad i just don't think this is too bad that rory can't like sit in your lap it is i mean i do pet him he lets me pet his head and he lets me uh you know like run my hands on his horns and talk to him (laughs) in like a gentle voice (laughs) and run my hands on his horns I don't, I didn't know how to say it, you know, like, you know, I don't sometimes be like, you I... say it and it is what it is, but it sounds crazy. Wait, uh, talk about something, you know, that I do that's, I'll post it. I'll post it. I did another, you know, fashion guest last night and nailed it. Oh, that's right. Well, we FaceTimed last night. I will post it, ladies and gentlemen, on for this was fashion an Instagram account. I somehow can always guess the year of address and I didn't go to fashion school. I just watched a lot of like old Hollywood movies where I like imitated like whoever the woman was. Wait, I was talking about something just before that that I can't recall. Maybe it doesn't matter. What was the name of the guy on Mr. Rogers who'd stop in? Mr. Healy or something? The post? Was he the postman? I don't know. Really? I just remember the really hot lifeguard from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Were you not a Mr. Rogers family? Oh no, Mr. Rogers made me feel super spooked out. Wait, like, Jack, I'm I... gonna give David a hug. Oh, give David another hug for me. <clears throat> oh, it's so touching. We could really hear it, ladies and another. It was a real ASMR of like two friends hugging and like. I love you. Love you. Ugh. Wow. Do you feel sad, Reed? Um, I just feel like it's. I've had a lot of time to like feel things about about just in general passage of time like via David's leaving in this very profound way it's not like it's not like going upstate to teach it's not like it's not even like it's like going around the world to like start a very adult endeavor yeah but you know um, we're going to move there, girl. Like, that is my plan. Like, I love Melbourne so much, and I just, I feel it's where we've got to go. It definitely, I've been seeing a lot of my peers and friends sort of, like, transitioning into a more adult or different kind of life. And, you know, mm-hmm. this is another, another um, one of these situations, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great. Wait, I had a, que- I had a follow-up question to that. Oh yeah, but did but have did you and David have a cry together or just David? We had a bit of a cry together we yesterday, um, yeah. but you know, this is David's time to cry and others people to support him and um, right. it's good. I 
I've been in the situation of like departing from one's family on a few different occasions. Like right. when you build up a family at a ballet company in Calgary, in Columbus, at a boarding school, wherever. So then you, you leave and you have this idea in your mind, like, Oh, like I'm leaving, but we're going to stay friends. Yeah. And then when it's like the fourth time you've done that, you're like, I know we're, I know like <laughs> we can still love each other, but like, we're not going to stay in each other's lives. Yeah, I mean, that's... And from how many shows I did, that also felt so emblematic. Like, yeah. it was... It wasn't... It just... It couldn't, you know? No. I I don't know. But I just do have li- some li- very old friends who are, like, still my, you know, real Judies. It's like... I I have... It's who are my oldest friends who I talk to on a regular basis? Probably you and Renee and Neil. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I definitely have old friends who I communicate with from time to time, but it really does become about like what is in proximity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, I'm really I'm so grateful that. David and I continued to work in, in a similar profession so that I will yeah. have interactions with him. You know, it's inevitable. Well, you'll be flown out there in March and, uh, I don't know. I, hopefully I will be too. And then, um, <laughs> I'll be like, look at this house. And then <clears throat> that's it. I don't know. It's just, I love that city. I love you, Melbourne. I love you so much. Let's figure it out. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I know what I was talking about. The Bachelorette. <laughs> Gorgeous. So, anyhow, so she's gone. Like, that 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 woman left with her husband. And, um, and then this new woman arrives who is so gorgeous and radiates kindness in this way that, like, I didn't vibe from the other one. Mm. And, um... I was like, whoa, she's like, she's just also so beautiful. It feels psychotic. And the men were like, oh, I can't believe it. I guess I have to go home now after I quarantined and everything. (laughs) And then she walks in and they all stand up and they're like, wow, wow, wow. And then she meets them and they're all meeting. And then the host is like, I've got a surprise for you. And she's like, what? And she's like, did you just think that we were only going to give you these men? And then a limo pulls up and, like, four other guys get out. Oh, my gosh. And the first guy that gets out of the car... Oh, no. Mamma Mia. <laughs> Mamma Mia, here we go again. <laughs> and, and and he gets the... Um, I didn't... I've never watched this show, so I didn't know that there was a first impression, Rose. <laughs> And he rose. gets it. First impression. Rose. Out of these, like, you know what? We should. If you keep watching, we should have Ned Risley on to come because he's a bachelor expert. Oh, fierce! Um, so this yeah. guy gets, and it is really amazing because she's so she's so wonderful. And when he he says hi to her and they talk, and he's got like stunning blue eyes, and you know, it's a very like um, Superman, like Clark Kent, Superman kind of face, and leaves. And when he leaves, she goes. Wow, 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 wow. He was really hot. (laughs) (laughs) And I really laughed because it's the only time she did that. Where they like, where she could not, when when the person left and the camera was still rolling, she was like, wow. Um, Wow. 
I'm so, gonna have to. I'm gonna have and to. And then get I've only seen. And then I was like, had to close my eyes and scream because they started to show all, I guess, of like all clips of the rest of the season, and. So they were showing all these clips. I like. I could hear her crying. I was turning away. I was like, "Jeremy, when's it gonna be over?" Like they they showed the guys all shirtless playing water polo, and there's no wow. rules. And like it looks like one of the guys punches the hot guy's tooth out, <gasps> and he's like by the pool, blood everywhere, while she's like screaming. Oh, you know, like my, well, oh my so God. it's that literally happened to me yesterday. No, Queen, you just got a new tooth. I got my tooth hammered out of my face. <laughs> you were playing shirtless water polo with a bunch of hot guys and some guy punched you in your face? Yes, honey, now, it worked. Well, similar. I was laying in a dental chair and uh-huh. a dentist wriggled on my temporary mm-hmm. crown with the pliers and it wouldn't budge. So he, t- he of, took a hammer. When he was wriggling, what, was the, what were your thoughts? I thought, wow, that's really stuck in there. <laughs> And uh-huh. um, I was like waiting for the kind of release or the crack when it would come out, but it just wouldn't. So he said he asked his assistant for a hammer and uh-huh. then he just went ahead and hammered it right out of my face. After which he said, I'm sorry about that. And I said, oh, it's OK. People love that. They love having their face hammered. <laughs> and he laughed and we laughed. And then did it hurt? It, was about, it didn't hurt. It was jarring. You know, it's jarring. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, um, literally, because uh-huh. your your whole head gets kind of jarred by the action of the hammer. Uh-huh. Um, echo, 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 echo. And then he took um, <laughs> my li- my new beautiful porcelain crown and was mm-hmm. placing it into the the new spot. Mm-hmm. But as he it fell on the floor straight away. Eck. <laughs> and then he picked it up. And did he go? It did he go? Did he go? Five second roll. <laughs> Yeah, it's what he said. Oh, five second rule. No, I think they cleaned it. They, uh-huh. I don't know. They cleaned it. They rubbed it and with then, some rubbing alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then he went ahead and tried to put it in again. Mm-hmm. And second time, I guess at this point he was a little unnerved from the hammering and the falling mm-hmm. on the floor. Yeah, yeah. And then he 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 dropped it into my mouth. It almost went straight down my throat. <gasps> but luckily, <laughs> but luckily, I kind of like was closed up enough that I didn't choke on it. So I just, you had clo- you'd, cl- you'd close your glottal just in case you I knew, did, you knew so. how to do a glottal close just in case. So then that, you know, what did he do when he that, dropped it in your throat? There was no discussion around it. It was just, a, I, I spit it out. He, 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 he took it and he glued it right in. He didn't say I'm sorry or well, anything. There was no, there was no time to spare because the epoxy oh, had already. Right, right. Yeah. Did the epoxy then like? Do you think you have some epoxy maybe in your throat that's gonna like catch food? It's inevitable that you swallow all this poison during the dental appointment. You uh-huh, know, some uh-huh. of it at any rate. So, well, does no, the epoxy get digested if you do? I don't know. If you're a dentist, let us know. These are the questions we're curious about now. Um, (laughs) How many pennies, how many pennies are in my body? Oh, Oh my God. I love the idea of, of going to, um, hello, my name's Dr. Butterfingers. (laughs) Oh man. He's actually a very like fast and efficient and good dentist. So it's just like a wonderful, I'm sure he's wonderful. And look, the tooth looks amazing. It does. It does. You you FaceTimed uh, last night to show, and it was it looked really good. I'm really like here I for think it. He, I think he gave me that corn kernel tooth to like make the difference more pronounced, <laughs> he, so that I would be like extra happy when uh, I got a normal so looking tooth. So that you'd be so happy. 
Um, I'm so happy with my tooth. I love it. I love it. Uh, what else did I want to say? The Bachelorette. Oh, that um, was oh. it. Yeah. So just more guys came and the, and the new guy like got the thing and it, and I don't like when shows show you what's going to happen through the rest of the season. If you're a show, stop doing that. Like, but they they do it in a way where like they 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 don't give it away. You know, they don't give it away. No, but I want. I don't. I don't want any spoil. Like any spoilers. Like if someone's crying, I want to be surprised by it. Like oh. it's just. I, I'm, you don't want to be waiting for them to cry. I have. Guessing, I'm like, too oh, much prediction queen. I'm too much of a prediction queen. So you just, really are. Like, let me have something. My God, the way these shows are like up next. This season, and then they show you five minutes. That's why I don't see movies. I don't need to. I see the trailer, and I know the whole thing. Yeah, but they have it down to a science. They know their audience, and they know what's going to keep them coming. Well, let me tell you what. I'm not that audience then, because, I, like, I, the movie trailer, I have seen movie trailers, and I'm like, well, now I know that. And then I, like, watched the movie, and I'm like, yep. You do. Just like I got in two minutes. Um, let's see. What else? What else? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go to work in a moment here. I'm going to also go to work and make, make coats and, um, gosh, I need to do some schoolwork. I've been procrastinating a lot. Um, Procrastination, procrastination, da-dun-da-dun-da-dun-dun-dun. Remember what that is from? No. This song called Imagination, which is this song that I think a character sings in a Disney 3D event. And I think maybe even the thing is called Imagination. And it's like this kind of purple dragon thing. And he sings a song called Imagination. And then in 3D, you got to watch things like someone blowing um, a dandelion and all the dandelion fuzz coming at your face. And uh, I remember it. Uh, the only time I remember 3D, the, the first time I remember 3D working for me in a movie was mm. it was at a one of the Harry Potters and then like a snowflake came at me and I was like what it was incredible wow that's old, yeah, old. um oh did you end up what no I mean that's an old time for you to experience 3D because I remember being yeah. like eight and going to Captain mm-hmm, EO no. which was a 3D movie that was done with Michael Jackson and Angelica yeah. Houston and I was obsessed with it and Michael Jackson had this like kind of early days Pokemon, um, like very like it looks like a little bear, but uh, you know it's very what that the little Yoda kind it's of looked like baby. from this last it's a thing. Baby. It was so cute, um, and you could buy the stuffed animal, of course, on your way out of that show, like the baby Jane doll. Did I? <laughs> yes, from whatever happened to baby Jen. Um, jeans, Jane's, Giants. Uh, what were you going to ask me? Did I watch what? Oh, wait. Well, I'll just say first. Harry Angelica Potter. Angelica Houston. I revisited the original Witches with Angelica Houston. It's definitely uh-huh. worth a rewatching. It's excellent. The child actor's excellent. The grandmother's amazing. Uh-huh. It's a great... And the father from Fleabag is, is in the movie. He plays Br- Bruno's Correct. father. Jane Herricks is in the movie. As is, um... What's her name? The other woman. Oh, it's Jane Brenda, Harrix, Bl- Brenda yes. Blethyn is plays Bruno's mom. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, uh-huh. it's uh-huh. wonderful, and 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 Angelica Houston's so good, so good. You know who didn't like that no, movie? Roald oh, Dahl. Oh yeah, that's true. He didn't like that. 
Because, and that's why they did this, the next one, because, and I, cause I remember reading it uh, because, you know, the boy has to stay a mouse forever. He doesn't get to be turned right. back. It's true. They, they, they did and, in fact film the movie with two endings and it tested better with him becoming a little boy again. I didn't know yeah. that. Wow. Of course it did. People were like, <gasps> What? I mean, it's already enough that, like, a little girl gets put in a picture and, like, right. turns into an old woman well, and dies. Well, because he, I mean, not, he announces like, that, like, you know, it's okay, Grandma, don't worry. You and I will now kind of right. die at the same time. And right. that's hard. But I don't think that's what happens in this remake, because I think the mouse lives a long time. That is true. He lives to be really... He lives to become Chris Rock, which is really unfortunate, because Chris Rock as a voice actor is not for me. Oh, well, I didn't see it. I mean, Angelica really threw a lot of shade at Good. it um, in the before it came out. She was like, I don't know why you'd remake it. And you'd have to get a director who's good. <laughs> Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> um, she, would, she was like, meaning. It's not him. Did, did Robert Zemeckis do Into the Woods? No, I don't know. Uh, Can you look okay. it up? Because let me tell you a sheer disappointment. Into the Woods. That movie was so disappointing. I can't even believe it. The only time I was moved, which is incorrect because I'm obviously the witch in that show. And yet the only time I was moved was Steps on the Palace. It was Rob Marshall. uh, Oh, God. Rob, Rob. Rob, Rob, Rob. Rob, Rob, Rob. Rob Rob Marshall, though, did did such an incredible job with Chicago. Well done. That was good. Really good. Saw saw it on stage. Saw the movie. Loved I do them both. think Robert Zemeckis um, did something. <clears throat> something I like. Um. Gosh. Oh well. I I know you're not gonna. I I kind of liked Forrest Gump. Is that okay? Mm-mm. He he did he did Back to the Future. Yeah. No, I didn't like uh, that. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, mixed. I'm ambivalent about that, meaning I feel strongly in both Oh, directions. Contact. Uh-huh. Wow, he's done a lot that I like. Um, uh, Contact, sure. I'm oh, here for Contact. Oh, Jack. Death Becomes Her. Loved, loved. Iconic, really good movie. Great movie. Okay. Yeah. Anything else that I really loved, though, you know? Oh, God. Maybe not. What's he been doing recently? Bad things like um, wel- welcome to Marwin. Oh, Jack. Oh, here's one you, you did like what lies beneath. Loved, loved. Yeah, yeah. But I always love a Michelle Pfeiffer flick. Yeah. Um, I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer literally was the only way I was able to make it through Mother. Oh, I didn't. Which is a completely I, unwatchable, horrible I didn't watch film. That. And Michelle Pfeiffer is incredible in it, as is Kristen Wiig. Wait, there was um, something. Oh, did you did you um, did you touch down on any of the other videos I sent you last night anymore? In it, in addition. No. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, and I do want us to talk about that, but I don't want us to just close this podcast with that. Like that can be a mystery episode because <laughs> I literally am going to have to go no, no, in no, a no. moment to. Like, I think it's to, good to have I, a secret. I think it's good to oh, just good to have a secret. Okay, great. No, wait, we didn't we didn't watch any more of those. No, that was. But I did like that the three of us all watched those together, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that was fun. Um, I 
no. What did I... Um, I, I did do this really crazy thing that maybe you'll like, which is um, I, I, I have insomnia, as people know, and I was having a really hard time sleeping, and I decided to see if I could just carve my way out of it. So I... Um, Jeremy had made a really excellent um, tomato sauce, mm. and I... Um, had pasta with tomato sauce and Parmesan cheese on it, like a huge In the night, late in the night. Like 3 a.m. What? Oh my God. That's... Yeah. Like where I... Wow. Yeah, where I like literally made wow, it. Wow, that is so crazy. I mean, the noodles had been made, so I only had to put like olive oil into a pan and like heat the noodles up and... Then I put the sauce on it and like stirred it all together and then I like put a ton of Parmesan cheese on it and then... I watched, um, I think, the local Spectrum But wait, had you gotten any sleep prior to this carb loading thing? I had tried and it just wasn't happening. Wow. I'd written a poem. Wow. Um, um, I do have, like, 43 pages of poems now. Well, it's time to, you know, publish a zine. <laughs> um... <sighs> Can you imagine? Uh, Chris Garneau was like, you have to publish them. And I was like, I don't know if I will. And he said, are you crazy? And I said, You can call it Zine Zane Zine. Oh my God. (laughs) No. Zine Zane Zine. Like for the people who don't know, and unfortunately there's no documentation of that show. Oh no. It happens in the first act of Meet. You do get to see... Jean Jane's jeans, Jane's Jines, and where that comes from in the first act of me, oh, wow. um, which is still up on I'm my website. I'm just so grateful but, um, that I was right. there for the birth of Jean's Jane's Jines. <laughs> All right, I have to go because I'm I I like I literally okay. I, I start into these okay. student meetings and it is a back to back. Well, have whack. the best back to back day. Bring flood you. positivity into these Zoom calls. Thank you. Um, Thank everybody. You. Thank you. You too. It's gonna be okay. It'll be something. Um, Work. uh, Take care of yourselves. Take care of others. Work local. And let's see what we can do about Georgia. And sign up uh, for... Everyone who listens to this, I'm sure, has an Instagram feed of all the things that you can do for Georgia um, in terms of where to go. sign up for healthcare. Uh, And sign up for healthcare by December 15th. We love you. Okay. We love you.